We are sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Welcome to Muffed Movies, where we act out your favorite films using only our memories, our voices, and some tiny notes. I am your host, Mark Soloff, and this episode was recorded in May of 2020 with special co-host Andy North. Enjoy! Andy, shall we commence? Yes, let's do the traditional Muffed Movies prayer. <laughs> if everyone could join your hands and close your eyes. If this is your first time listening to Muff Movies, uh, welcome. Uh, please just quietly take a seat in the back. This is a solemn, a solemn occasion. Open your uh, hymnals to page 25. And bear in mind did say. Is she a bit old for that person? Oh, Andy, I, th I think you're rushing ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Who's got a dick for bear in mind? <laughs> Let us party, boys. <laughs> Oh, let's party! I'm a lightsaber! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Blaster Podcast presents Muffed Movies! My name's Andy North. My name's Mark Soloff. Uh. And today we got a real treat for those of you uh, stuck inside during quarantine. Sometimes you might feel like you're stuck in a maze <laughs> with all those, <laughs> all those rooms you have in your apartment. Sometimes you may feel like you're about to pass into the world of adulthood. <laughs> Sometimes you might feel like putting a Bowie knife into your David. <laughs> what if somebody, if you are listening to Muff Movies right now and you're currently going through puberty, uh, first of all. <laughs> oh, boy. If it just Sorry. started at the beginning of this uh, recording. No. <laughs> They thought it was going to be like a dirty sex talk podcast with the muff stuff. Sorry to disappoint you, brother. We'll do eight minutes of dirty muff stuff at the end. Dirty, dirty muff stuff. 1970s porn. <laughs> I'll look at a picture of a naked woman and uh, describe it to you. So, Ooh, boy. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were uh, giving a PSA to the pubes out there. <laughs> Oh, about if you're going through puberty during this time of ours? What if you went through the entire process of puberty in the span of listening to one podcast? Just buckle down? Get it <laughs> over with? Yeah. Oh, my God. The growth spurt, the bones, the body odor, the, like, cheesy, wispy mustache. Well, I still can't grow facial hair, so I'm still at the... I never even went through the wispy mustache phase. Wow. I wouldn't shave Andy, it until like 20. We're going a little bit behind the scenes here, but I am growing a quarantine beard. I don't think I've ever seen um, you with like a beardy beard. I grow a thick, luxurious beard. I think it is part of my Russian heritage, my friend. <laughs> Your voice does sound like it has a, a richness in a tombre, which I don't think that I've heard before. I'd like and to see I'm it. growing a beard. <laughs> oh no, it's taking over. <laughs> He's more beard than man now. <laughs> Speaking of more beard than man now, we got a real treat for you chuckle fucks today. Muff Movies presents Labyrinth. It is a time of imagination in the 1980s. Young, prepubescent teen Sarah Williams 
is filled with thoughts of castles and kingdoms and adventure, but the world around her seems to want her to grow up. Will she be able to stay a child forever? Or will forces beyond her control pull her ever closer towards the grave? Find out in this week's Muffed Movies. I could never be your woman. Smash cut! Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's a field. A big, open, rolling field. Looks like it's in the British countryside, but it's not. It's America! There's like a beautiful curved stone bridge over a small uh, pond. Look, it's the protagonist, Sarah Williams, played by a teenage Jennifer Connelly. Uh, <laughs> she is running across the field, pursued by her shaggy dog, Merlin. And she, Sarah is wearing like a sort of costumey kind of Renaissance Elizabethan. Fair. It, ah, perfect. It's a Renaissance fair gown. In her left hand, she doth hold a book upon which the title is writ Labyrinth. And she recites the lines of a, the protagonist of the book into naked air, sort of pretending to be an actor and kind of being like an immature teenager who's playing pretend. I have fought my way through the Goblin Kingdom. I have overcome its perils and walked the streets of the goblin city. I am here to reclaim the child that was stolen from me. My kingdom is mightier than yours, and my people... and my people... Oh, damn it. Sarah surprisingly swears within the first five minutes of a children's movie, Mark. Merlin dies. Merlin howls at God himself <laughs> and rolls in a puddle of horse shit. <laughs> Just so, so flabbergasted that in such a Muppety movie, someone would say, damn it, right off the bat. Oh, I'm sorry, Merlin. I know you don't like it when I curse. It's just that I forgot that damn line. Merlin uh, rubs his face into an actual cow pet. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly, yeah. Flips through the Labyrinth book until she finds the relevant passage. My people, and my people's strength is greater than yours as well. I've come for the child that was promised to me. Flash bang, crash bang. Oh, <laughs> Zeus, the great god of thunder, suddenly opes up the sky, and a great deluge of rain falleth upon our young heroine. Uh, oh no, her dry-clean-only Renfair dress is getting glommed up with oh, water. Yeah. This is oh. going to be a nightmare. Yeah, the dog who's covered in horse excrement <laughs> Even he looks at her with a, a cock eye and, and says, Girl, that's not going to come out. <laughs> Sarah shrieks and creaks and runs home. 1980s music uh, follows her. Look around. David Bowie so many did the whole see. soundtrack. This is sort of like how Prince did all of the non- uh, orchestral songs for the Batman movie. David Bowie did all of the music for Labyrinth. So all the like 
all the transitional songs, all the like, uh, I don't know, ambient background songs. They're all Bowie. So there's like this weird 80s dance pop funk kind of underscoring this very Muppety, fable movie. Sort of like a David Bowie-style music. Yeah. Almost. So she she's running across the street in the rain. And Halloween Jack was a real cool cat. <laughs> and he asked for the latest party. Plate, plate, plate. Knack, knack, knack. Sarah bashes at the door of her familial home. Who's there? What? Who is it knocking upon my chamber door at this late in the evening? What, Sarah? It's me, Sarah Williams, the rightful heir to the Williams fortune. Let me in, stepmother, whose name is only stepmother in the cast list. Don't say things like that, Sarah. Come in, come in, get warm. Uh, Sarah, uh, poots in through the door and just like a small carpet lake issues forth underneath her. Sorry. A small what? Carpet lake because her gown is so drenched that it's turning the living room (laughs) into a flood zone. (laughs) 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 The, The shit dog jumps up on the family couch which is like bobbing on the roiling water like a white water raft. Oh no, Sarah! Sarah, get that beast out the front door immediately. Dogs are not for the house. They're for the servants' barn. Sarah opens the door and all of the five feet of water that she brought in (laughs) rushes out carrying the dog who cowabungas his way out upon the couch. Sarah's stepmother chucks a completely full glass of wine across the room where it smashes on the wall. Now, Sarah, you're very late. And I'll have you know that me and your father were going to go out on date night. And you were meant to be here half an hour ago to babysit uh, the child, Toby, who your father and I made through sex. Babysit? Why don't you babysit on an egg, you old wrinkled up hag? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah's stepmother faints dead away. Kumpf. <clears throat> Sarah's father um, peels himself out of a, a nook that he built into the wall and wallpapered over. Hello, uh, Sarah. Uh, I am your biological father, and, um, you know, uh, your mother might not be around anymore, but you got to treat your stepmother nice. Uh, uh, you know, maybe you need to spend less time uh, in the books in uh, fantasy land and uh, more time doing things girls your age do, like dating boys and... Uh, growing up and not caring about fun and cool stuff like Muppets. Huh. The only dating I want to do with boys is carbon dating their bones because I buried them in the Cretaceous period, Dad. Do you, do you have a time machine? <laughs> Maybe if I did, you wouldn't even care. <laughs> Sarah races off upstairs. Right <laughs> slams the door behind her and turns on her favorite 60s tunes. Is Wipeout from the 60s? Let's pretend for the purposes of this joke that it was. Surf rock always feels like 50s, but I don't think that's accurate. I think surf rock is much later. Let's look it up. Look oh. it up, Andy. Look it up. <laughs> Wipeout was originally Wipeout. recorded 1963, it looks like. Hey, it was right. 
So just before, wow. <laughs> when you guys were just about to be like, um, actually, Andy, you were fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It was uh, Tricky Dick Nixon's inauguration music. I love this town. Smash <laughs> <laughs> uh, wipe to Sarah's roof. Sarah, um, like really going from zero to shit fit, like is punching her pillows. She's throwing her um, bizarre, like very distinctive Jim Henson creature shop stuffed animals across the room. And she's screaming, it's not fair, it's not fair. She can only very distantly hear her father say, okay, take care of Toby. And then the keys to his Rolls Royce ignite the ignition. Um, and as he and stepmother screech off into the horny, horny night. Good riddance, Sarah says. But all of a sudden her eyes alight on a blank space in her wall of stuffed animals like any normal 16-year-old girl has. Hey, 16-year-old girls, can you... Oh, no, never mind. That's a trap. I was going to ask them to write in, but I can't have That's them. That's a trap. I can't have them sending letters to you, Mark. I'm so sorry. Andy, it's... Look, it's perfectly fine for a 37-year-old <laughs> man who's growing a quarantine beard to receive letters from 16-year-old girls provided that their relationship is just one of mentor and pupil. Tell me about you. Your toy walls, kids, right in the, to my poor email for my podcast. <laughs> I'm wondering, though, uh, do 16-year-old girls have stuffed animals? Have, like, walls um, full of stuffed animals? I think they probably have digital reconstructions. <laughs> 3D-printed lattices of stuffed animals. <laughs> kids don't do anything these days that isn't attached to a screen. Boop, 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 boop. Back in my day, we had the... Stuffed animals that our little brothers could steal. Nowadays, all they got these tapagachis. Everything's Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I did not ask that girl for her Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That girl triggered my trap card and fell directly into my stratagem. I have the best Yu-Gi-Oh cards and you, <laughs> didn't we visit this already? How terrible my Trump is. <laughs> I think this is, yeah, it's all territory we've been to before, but I love to. Has visit. anyone seen <laughs> my Yu-Gi-Oh cards? <laughs> <laughs> um, me and my comrade, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Okay. <laughs> we get insane in the membrane. I tap, I tap the swamp for two mana, two mana. Oh, my Trump is worse than yours. I think that's maybe the first time I've ever tried to do a Trump. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly hard for such a like roundly mocked president. He's I, like he's he's kind of like pushing like a little whispery, but it's not just that. And there's a like a slight bit of like okay, like I'm Lorne Michaels. Like, come back with my show. There's a, a little bit of that. It's close enough but... to other voices that I feel like I just keep slipping around into those. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to run into the same problem with Bowie. I can't David do Bovine. Bowie, baby. Oh, well, just do Tim Curry. <laughs> I'll just do Tim Curry. I think it's going to be Austin Powers sometimes. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tim Curry. 
uh, curried Tim. I'm using as my lodestone the uh, the Bowie impression from Flight of the Concords in case anyone is. Uh... Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and just the rest of the time, do your favorite Mighty Boosh character. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, old Greg is welcome in any scene. Oh, man. If they remade the Labyrinth with the Mighty Boosh, that would oh. be something worth watching. Jesus the Christ, I would love it. <laughs> we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, we'll do it live. Um, okay. What? What is this? Sarah picks up her fists. <laughs> she looks at the dust outline of where um, Sir Didymus, her favorite stuffed animal dog knight, should be. And uh, she sees um, a tiny baby footprints in the gigantic thick shag carpeting leading from her room to the baby's room. Toby! Sarah pulls out her oversized uh, magnifying glass and follows the trail of footprints back to their origin. Detective mode is activated. She finds a hint from the Riddler that she disregards for now. She's not going to collect all those. Yeah, it's at the top of like a really difficult set of jumps. Yeah. Magic jumps. Whoa, spoilers, baby. Foreshadowing. Do I make you horny, Mark? Do I make you horny? Do? (laughs) You remind me of the babe. (laughs) (laughs) What if Ian McKellen had been the Goblin King? (laughs) Uh, I think it might have sounded a little little something like this. Do I make you horny, baby? (laughs) <laughs> do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> you remind me of the babe. <laughs> uh, oh, she goes into Toby's room. Swoosh, she enters Toby's chambers. And the little, like, okay, so in the movie, Sarah is like, uh, like, Stacked. irrationally oh, irrationally mad and pissed at this little boy and like screaming at him but the little boy is also like shrieking with tears probably because sarah is berating him so fiercely but um he is not a happy little wiener no two things about this moment number one real power move to introduce your main character by having her berate a screaming child for five minutes Right at the beginning of your movie. Yeah. Number two, boy, there's an awful lot of scenes of this child crying in the movie Labyrinth, which, you know, they had to get those scenes somehow. So I think we can reverse engineer this and say that Jim Henson was just torturing a baby for several days on set. I mean, yes, like that was his operandus mundi. Um, but <clears throat> I believe the, the child actor who played the baby was the actual baby of Fraud, like who maybe was the, like, yeah, artist. yeah was a Fraud. Fraud. I think he, he's the artist who designed the goblins, Brian Fraud or something. So I think the baby had some ties to the production and therefore like, not that it's okay to frighten a child like all day long, but maybe like it ha- the the 
people making the film were like, it's cool. We'll pony up our own baby for this one. That's showbiz, babe. I'm going to make this baby a star. What, I got to cry all day? Ah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got to brush up my mice. Now, here we go. <clears throat> all right, get into the place where I was getting my divorce. Wah, wah. Ah, I'm Toby the baby. Wah. Oh, Toby, you moron. Sarah walks oh. over and retrieves Sir Didymus, who's just been carelessly thrown on the floor by the horrible little Toby. Why don't you just shut up and go to sleep so I can go back into my imagination palace already? Hey, why don't you tell me a fucking story over here? That you watch <laughs> your mouth, Toby. I'm not going to tell you nothing except sit down, shut up, and go to bed. <laughs> Little did Sarah know that in the womb of time, long ago, the magical goblin kingdom created several key words that when said together could uh, summon up their greatest powerful villain ever, the Goblin King. And those words were, shut up, sit down, and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I am awoken, baby. We see um, a, a bright white Harry Potter owl smashing its way through Toby's window. And in a puff of velveteen smoke, David Bowie appears with a, like, giant, floofed-out 1980s wig wearing his, like, glam makeup and standing regal and menacing uh, in front of Sarah. Yeah! Yas right, motherfucker. Ooh, don't swear in front of my dog, please. Oh, I don't see a dog here. David Bowie, a.k.a. Jareth, the Goblin King, gestures with his leather-gloved arm, and where the dog once was are now three goblins who are basically like, imagine like some cute Muppets that you just like left out for too long and they started <laughs> turning brown and slimy like bananas. <laughs> Yeah, like the leftover Muppets that they didn't have room for in the first Star Wars movie. That warehouse caught on fire, and then when it was put <laughs> out, um, the Muppets that hadn't burned up got water damaged, and then they left them in there for the rest of the summer. And then they're like, hey, oh, we could use these for Labyrinth. Yes. So anyway, it's, they could be cute. They should be cute, but they're kind of gross. Just like us. Where her just like humans, where her dog once was, are three comic little goblins, human centipeded together to make a dog shape. What? Goblins are real? That's right. Numb nuts. Uh, all of a sudden, lightning flashes and the cuckoo clock chimes, but instead of a bird, it's a tiny goblin flapping its little black wings. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> a salicious crumb from Jabba the Hutt's palace swings from a chandelier and drinks the rest of stepmother's wine. <laughs> Grover races past with a Playboy magazine. Wait, Grover? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 
yeah but it's like weird you know it's like yeah, more mature like shaved grover <laughs> yes <laughs> shaved grover a shaved oiled up grover slithers past excuse me <laughs> i can count to five anyway <laughs> says jareth <laughs> coughing uncomfortably Jareth shuffles his index cards. <laughs> According to this, uh, you were looking for something in that crib over yonder? Yes, this is my annoying little brother, Toby. Oh, is it? Sarah turns to look at the crib uh, and whips the blankets back from a rustling shape. But there's n n n nothing there. Oh, you must have misplaced the babe. What? So... Here's a little advice from the Goblin King to you, Sarah. Uh, give up on caring about your little brother and go back to reading your little stupid child magazines, the, the things that only a puppeteer would value. Uh, and uh, I'll take the child and eventually transmute him into a goblin. No, you go can't do that. That's the only way we can reproduce, you understand. I'm not interested. You give me my brother back, or I, so help me, I'll do something. Hey, look at this. <laughs> da David Bowie pulls out his balls, which are crystal balls. That he, <laughs> great. That he, uh, like, amazingly sleight of hands back and forth in front of her. It's hypnotic, these glassy spheres just rotating around in front of her eyes. Um, she can start to see shapes emerge from the murky, swirling visions inside of them. I will give you a crystal, uh, Sarah, which will show you your dreams. And all you need to do is forget about your stupid little brother. Sarah snaps out momentarily from her usual ill humor and stares mesmerized at the rotating balls. Well, I... It's not that I don't appreciate what you're doing for me, but but I really should get my brother back. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Bitch, what? <laughs> Jareth throws the balls at Sarah, and they transform into a cobra, no! which wraps around her neck. Oh, my God. It just escalated real quick. The old three-ball cobra trick. Mm, and there's <laughs> worse than that up my sleeves if you cross me again, little girl. The... Uh, Sarah looks down at the cobra, and it has turned into one of those spring-filled peanut brittle cobras. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. <laughs> You'll find that uh, all is not what it seems here in my uh, labyrinth, says Jareth. What labyrinth, Sarah says, turning around, and suddenly... She finds herself standing shoulder to shoulder with Jareth the Goblin King outside in a field in a strange place. They look into the distance and see a huge artistic maze which surrounds uh, a crooked, evil-looking castle. Well, this isn't Toby's room. No. No, Toby's room is bullshit compared to this, I think you'll agree. Say it, sir. Yeah. Say it, Toby's room is bullshit and my room is much better. This is your room? This giant outdoor space? 
The whole world is my room, baby, when you let yourself go. Jareth wiggles his hips in a sexual way and minces across the rocks. Ew, Sarah says and averts her gaze. <laughs> You'll grow to like it. We all grow to like it here in the labyrinth. We all grow to like it down here. <laughs> Thank you. Says a goblin dressed as the clown from It. <laughs> now, Sarah, I'm going to make it interesting. You want to get your brother back? Yes, more than anything, apparently. And put him back in his lame room? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you've got 13 hours from now to do so. The traditional fairy tale time. <laughs> wow, what a uh, whimsical amount of time. Normally it's midnight, but 13 hours. Mm, look at this clock I made. Jareth shows okay. up, <laughs> pulls up a macaroni clock that he obviously <laughs> made in art class. This got 13 hours. It, it has 13 hours on it, so isn't that weird? Yeah, it's, it is weird. This is a weird realm you've brought me to. I bet Toby doesn't have a clock like this. No, Toby's a baby. Mm, that's right, a stupid baby. What happens if I can't reach the castle by the 13th hour? Well, then I turn him into a goblin and he t he's mine forever. No! Sarah yells directly into David Bowie's face. He turns into a spiral and disappears. Well, the goblins who do not possess that ability <laughs> all kind of begrudgingly hoist up their pants and start the several mile journey back to the castle. Hey, you, 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 you give us a lift, Sarah. Don't don't follow us, Sarah. Sarah. Don't, don't, don't look. That's cheating. Turn to a hundred. Uh, no. Sarah follows the goblins to the labyrinth entrance. Oh, shit. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> a horrible goblet pees into some standing water at the uh, entrance of the labyrinth itself, which appears to be an impenetrable wall from this side. When he sees the approaching mob of goblins and young g, -g, -g girl he hastily does himself up. This is a, another, like, very strange, crude moment in this movie that is unexpected. The first time you meet this character, he's just letting it go. Yeah, Hoggle, I mean... Hoggle. Hoggle. How can you solve a problem like a Hoggle? I said I didn't want to get negative with Labyrinth, and I won't. I'll just say this. Hoggle has nothing to endear himself over the course of the film. It's true. You would never be happy to see Hoggle in your bedroom. <laughs> Rather the opposite, my dear boy. Um, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> the goblins uh, see Hoggle, and knowing Hoggle to be the loser of Labyrinth Town, all like kind of cover the sides of their face and vision with their left hand. <laughs> and they hurry off uh, down some secret shaft. Hey, friends. Fiddles. Uh, social distancing. COVID-19, <laughs> I guess. Hey, come back. Oof. Sarah runs bodily into Hoggle, who drips a small amount of urine into <laughs> his <Ow>. britches. <laughs> Ouch yourself. Watch where you're going, you thing. Well, oh, thank you to call me by my real name. I am Hoggle the Goblin. 
What? <laughs> You're a goblin? Yeah. Not a dwarf? No, I'm not a dwarf. What's that? Why do I, why do you think I was a dwarf instead of a goblin? I'm scary like those guys are. Somebody looked up, like, your character specs on a wiki or something. They might find <laughs> your goblinhood to be lacking. Oh, am I a dwarf? You are a dwarf. Cool. I mean, because dwarves are a thing that actually exists. Yeah, you're not like a human dwarf, though. You're like a Lord of the Rings dwarf, but not as appealing, Sarah says. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Also, I guess I'll just go kick myself in the dick. <laughs> wait, wait, before you do that, you um, wrinkly little, like, leather-faced creature. We're not getting off to a good start here, necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, look, maybe you could tell me how I can get through the, uh, the labyrinth, because I gotta get to the Goblin King's castle. Oh, well, that's a shitty idea. Well, sorry, but he has my brother, and it's kind of the only way I can do it. Oh, no, well, I won't cross Jareth. No, no, absolutely not. He's too powerful. No, no, no. What, are you a coward? Yes, very much so. I'm a scared little coward. I pee myself. All the time. That's when I go, that's why I inappropriately pee. Times like this keeps me from going in my pants every time anything happens. Okay, well, I noticed some fairies, some little pixies flying over here who look like uh, personable, fun, young little children. I'm going to go and talk to them and see if they can lead me through the labyrinth. Oh, no. Excuse me, pixies. Pixies. Hi, Sarah from Earth. Could you tell me how to get to the labyrinth? Huh? Hi, uh, my brother was uh, stolen by Jareth, the Goblin King. Could you tell me how to get to the uh, Sesame, the castle? Oh, sure, we could tell you how to get to the castle. Does you want to know how to get to the castle? Yeah, I, I do. I, I really need to know. First, you're going to have to listen to our song. And oh, no! Hoggle <laughs> <laughs> rushes past Sarah and sprays mustard gas into the air with his little gardening sprayer. Hey! Don't don't let them sing their song. What are you doing? They're so beautiful. <laughs> the pixies begin to vomit out their internal organs. <laughs> oh God! Don't you know their song is how they get their victims? You pass out from pleasure, and then they suck you dry. Oh boy! Well, thanks for saving me. I know, but this place seems a little more dangerous than I thought. Yeah, nothing here is what it seems. You should go home. Well, I can't go home. I don't know how to find my way back any more than I know how to go forward, but at least there's a castle there I can go to. Come on, just show me where the entrance is, Hoggle. Look, you didn't hear this from me, but if you run down that insanely long corridor, maybe you'll be going in the right direction. Corridor? Sarah turns around and, lo and behold... The entrance in the wall leads down to a lengthy corridor. Whoa. A 1980s synth drum beat starts, and Sarah begins jogging down the corridor, surrounded by... Surrounded by dead shrubs and withered vines. She runs past the glittering castle walls. What? She stops. A cloud of dust kicks up. And she looks down in a little crevice of the wall. She sees a, a personable looking blue worm. Hello? Hello? 
Hello? Hello. Hello? It's me, the worm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah Williamson. Sarah holds out her hands to shake. Yes, I've heard a lot about you, of course. No, I can't shake hands. I, I understand I'm being terribly rude, but you do understand I am a worm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Don't have hands, you see. Look, um, They were worm. torn off. Whoa, what? Mm, yes, one of my many enemies tore the still-beating arms from my body. But don't worry, I was able to devour him. <laughs> Who was this? Mm, the, ne the necromancer, James Beavis. <laughs> James Beavis? Tore my arms from my body. However, I burrowed <laughs> into his chest and ripped him <laughs> apart from the inside. I remember that character from the book that I was reading called Labyrinth. <laughs> I don't remember anyone tearing him, uh, burrowing into his body. Sounds like you need to get a new book. Now, what business are you and I going to do together? The worm, visibly slavering from the mouth, uh, rubs his hidden hands together. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm cool. I'm just going to go that way. No, no. Eli, you have to answer my riddle and I'll tell you which direction to go in, Sarah Williams. I don't know. You kind of seem like you want to do me bodily harm, worm. No, I'll be one of your charming companions. It's a fairy tale, you see. You have to collect people, have fun, have people to take along with you. Okay, what's your riddle? What walks on two legs in the morning, one leg in the evening, and when its legs are stolen by the necromancer James Beavis, it burrows into their chest and walks around wearing their skin for several days with none the wiser. Is it the being that calls itself the worm? The worm! <laughs> <laughs> The worm writhes on his back in ecstasy. When he <laughs> lifts his head up again several minutes later, Sarah has disappeared. <laughs> they always come back. <laughs> Smash cut. The hall of the Goblin King. We see the Goblin King sitting in the throne surrounded on all sides by his minions of small comically bulbous little cackling goblins they're all like it's like it's like if you nerfed orcs you know and they're just like they're crude and they're like drinking from wooden Boy, steins if I could nerf my orc i'd never leave the house <laughs> they're basically like gremlins except they can't hurt anybody if you had to kiss a gremlin or hoggle. If you had to kiss a gremlin. You got to get, get with, with my, my hoggles. <laughs> All right, serious yeah. question. If you had to French kiss a gremlin, which is meant to be a monster, or hoggle, who is meant to be like a charming sidekick, which one would you French kiss? Could I pick the girl goblin from Gremlins 2, the new batch? You are allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a person I've worked with, so... It's fine. I think I may know the person you're talking about, actually. I think you know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she does look like the girl gremlin, doesn't she? Yeah, that's such an inside joke. Like, 
nobody else other than someone who worked with us in like 2015 who happens to also know that person and Gremlins 2, the new batch, would understand. I do feel bad because I worry that people are going to be listening to this um, and thinking that it's them. Trust me, if you're listening to this, it's not you. You're very pretty. I'm saying, wouldn't you worry if you were listening to a podcast with people that you had worked with at one point and they were like, I used to know this guy that looked exactly like a real big piece of shit. And the other one's like, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I feel like I would be deep down worried that they were talking about me. You know what I mean? So I just want to put everyone's minds at ease. That's fair. Andy, you're very sensitive to other people's feelings. I could learn a thing or two from you. Mm -hmm. I hope you're writing this down. If you compare a woman to a female gremlin, make sure you clarify to any other women nearby that it's not them and you don't think they look like female gremlins. Because Andy, my opinion of women is taken so seriously. That's right. That if I if I say anything that like might offend them, uh, we could see a reduction in the female population of the earth, <laughs> like lemmings into the sea. So 16-year-old girls, please write, write Mark an email. Let him know what your bedroom was like growing up. He is not going to give his opinion of you. And if he does, you don't need to feel bad about it. I'm just interested in bedrooms. It has nothing to do with your secondary sex characteristics. I'm just interested in bedrooms, baby. Yeah, the boss is interested in bedrooms. <laughs> All of the goblins cackle <laughs> transitionally. <laughs> Toby, how's your bedroom? I hear it sucks big time. Oh, yeah, it sucked a big burrito there, uh, J-Man. <laughs> what does everyone think of my bedroom? It's much better. Look. <laughs> Jareth uh, pulls a Murphy bed down from the wall. <laughs> a moth flies out of it. Pretty cool, Helen. Yeah, my bed is just a pile of swords. <laughs> my bed is just an empty hole in the ground. And my bed is actually a bed that I stole from Mattress Factory. <laughs> <laughs> and my bed is a California king. It's good value for money. That's right, Billy D. All <laughs> the goblins and Billy D. Williams laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, I want to sing you a little song about, um, you know, when babies are feeling bad and you have to use magic to cheer them up. It's interesting because baby, when sung by me, kind of sounds like I'm singing to a romantic partner, but I'm still just singing about a literal baby. The uh, goblins are racing to put on their costumes and get into their assigned spots for the daily musical number. And one. And two, and one, two, three. Come as you are, as you were, as I want you to be. <laughs> Bring a friend for yourself. <laughs> Jeff uh, pulls out a straw boater and a uh, cane and begins doing a soft shoe routine in the middle of the goblin castle, incorporating <laughs> baby Toby into several of the complicated dance moves. <laughs> When the evil shredder attacks, attacks, these turtle boys ain't taking no slack. 
<laughs> the goblins start <laughs> start wildly slapping each other on the back and conga lining around, just rubbing each other violently and just like seizing and freaking out. <laughs> the terrified Toby looks around at the heaving blanket of flesh that fills the room. <laughs> Here comes the big finish. <laughs> Smash one. <laughs> we never get to see what the big finish is, thank goodness. <laughs>